morning. Did you remember to watch the Super Bowl? Oh my gosh, I did. And let me say, iconic. That halftime show was just absolutely incredible. From the lineup, we knew it was going to be amazing. Yeah. But I don't think anything could have prepared me for what we actually saw. Snoop Dogg walked out and I was like, holy cow. It was, oh my God, it was so amazing. But I think the most iconic moment of the whole thing, you heard Eminem's voice come in on Lose Yourself uh. and the crowd went wild. From Nakanata Motown, from Muskegon to Madonna, you're listening to The Musical Mitten. I'm Maggie. And I'm Bree, coming to you from Olivet College. This is your guide to all things music, all from the state of Michigan. One thing I really do miss about having a radio show is the amount of things that we were able to talk about in two hours. Oh my gosh, yeah. We went from covering four whole artists to one now, which is so crazy. Yeah, and there were some episodes where we really just got to dive into those four artists and have, like, the best times. Remember <laughs> that one kind of right near the end of the season when we got to talk about our favorites? Oh my gosh, yes. I'm not going to lie. I'm not supposed to have favorites, but that is my favorite episode. I feel that. But, like, and then we did, like, the whole Instagram thing where we got to interact with our audience live, and that was just so much fun. Having them guess who picked which favorite artist was, like, so crazy. I thought it would be pretty obvious, and that, like, our, like, attempt at throwing them off was too cheesy for them to, like, actually be thrown off. But they were. Ha <laughs> ha. Right. So the whole gag was that Brie and I look like very different people. And... You wouldn't guess our music tastes based on our appearance, or at the very least, you wouldn't guess correctly. We don't think. Not normally. So the whole idea behind this is that we chose our artists, and then we decided, you know what would be really funny? (laughs) (laughs) Which, wildly enough, is absolutely our thought process behind quite a few things. Most things. Yeah. And we just decided, let's go for it. (laughs) And we had so much fun. And, like, we couldn't include all of our favorite artists, obviously, because it was... Some of them we'd already covered. Not all of our favorites are from Michigan. But I think we did a pretty good job. And we really did love the artists that we chose. So, Brie had the Chiodos and I Prevail. Yes, and I saw them live and, I don't know, I was hooked from then. And their cover of Taylor Swift. Exactly. (laughs) Blank space. Even you liked it by the end of that show. I I did. I did. (laughs) I Prevail was pretty good, actually. I won't lie. But then I chose Fun and the Ragbirds. We fought over who got to pick Fun, though. We did did fight over Fun. (laughs) Well, it was because I got there first. You did. You did. I I was so mad that you found the connection I was missing. But their connection to Panic at the Disco. Exactly. So just we just decided to do this whole thing and I believe we ended on fun, but I think one of the one of my favorites overall that I was really excited to include in the show was Aaron Zindel and the Ragbirds. Who I originally never heard of, but ended up falling in love with, especially with their van, but their music also. Yeah. Their music is kinda How'd you describe it? Like more worldly folksy. Folksy. I was gonna say folksy. That's what went through my head first. And a lot of their music actually does span a wider range of genres. I was pleasantly surprised at that, yeah. And so it's it's very interesting to listen to, as is their their variety in their instruments. Yes, Aaron plays an impressive amount of instruments. Even and I'm not even including the other bandmates, but like even just her alone, the amount that I heard in all of her songs was insane. Erin Zendel, who, there's no really, like, front person of the band, but she really is kind of front and center if you go to one of their concerts. But she was playing 
fiddle piano kalimba. Which you taught me what that is. It's like the little um, finger piano. pianos. Yeah. <laughs> and is there something else or was, the, was that it? I, I think, think there's that's another it. thing. Those are the ones that I can remember off the top of my head. That's Check what's important. it out if you're interested in learning more. <laughs> so those are the ones I can remember off the top of my head. But even like her band around her with the guitars and the drums and the different percussion instruments, it makes an absolutely fascinating sound. And it's just absolutely beautiful. I always really liked Brave New Beat. I liked Lemon Grove. But because of this, <laughs> I have been keeping my eyes and ears peeled for any news involving if and when they were going to be playing because of the pandemic. They've been playing a lot on Patreon, which is the service that they've used to support themselves while they're not able to play live. Because I was keeping my eyes and ears peeled, we ended up finding out that they were playing a concert in Holland, Michigan just last weekend, and we actually got to go and see them live. Which, even as a non-original fan, I suppose I was introduced by you, so, um, yeah. But I geeked out, like, the day you came to class, and you were like, guess who's in town? <laughs> we're gonna go. And I, oh my gosh, I was sold from the first second. Yeah, so we drove up to Holland. They were playing at the Park Theater in Holland, Michigan, which is a great, really small it's personal like a cozy, venue. Yeah, I was going to say, it's amazing, but still cozy. I, the way that it works is you're, there's like little circular tables with about four chairs each around them spread out throughout the room. So it does create a very personal environment and you can like, you can see the stage, there's a dance floor. Which I hadn't even noticed until something I'll mention later, but like... It's just such a nice, cozy, like, perfect venue to have stuff like that happen. I don't think anything that we said in that original radio show episode could do justice. No! Oh my gosh! The amount of energy that the whole band brought to the table was just amazing, first off. Because of the pandemic, they really haven't been able to perform live very often, so we were very excited to get to see one of those very rare live shows and again some of the best energy I've ever I think they were as excited life. as we were. Oh 100 <laughs> percent And you could tell that they were excited to play. But did you count how many instruments were on stage just out of curiosity? Oh my gosh, so many. <laughs> there were I lost count. I was gonna say there was a staple amount. Like there was obviously like your bass guitar, your guitar, the drum, the fiddle her, she pulled out the little finger piano thing that I can't remember the name of it ever. I will not remember. It's called a kalimba. Thank you. But, <laughs> so this is actually, I was going to make this point, because when I read that she had a kalimba on stage, oh. I was really curious as to how this would work, right? Because I, I used to have one. I might still have it. I don't know. But the way, the way mine was, was it literally just looked like a block of wood with, like, metal keys on it. And it was handheld, and there was, like, really no way to, to stabilize it. There was no way to hold it. And I had no clue how that was going to work oh my gosh, on yeah. a stage. She was so clever about it, too. This, it's so cute, first of all. It's, it looks like it was, like, a really polished wood, and it was really beautiful. And then she had, like, a neck strap to hold it. Like a little guitar strap, but just for this. Yeah. <laughs> it was so sweet. I was so curious as to how that worked, and I was pleasantly surprised and very excited to see it. <laughs> but, yeah, no, there was that. There were a couple of different other percussion instruments. I saw acoustic guitars, electric guitars. Really just great use of the stage, of the space, of their instruments, and just 
there's nothing quite like live music. Oh, man. I had not realized how much I missed live music until then because I don't think I've been to a concert since the pandemic at all. Have you? So I have been to a concert since the pandemic. This was back a few months ago when we got to talk to some of the members of the Verve Pipe, which is, again, one of my favorites. Very exciting. They're fantastic. I love them. I have a new favorite song by them, even. So I have been, but... The venue was different, so mm-hmm. that definitely changed it a little bit for me, and it definitely felt more more up close and personal. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, speaking of up close and personal, there was this older gentleman who, like, got <laughs> off right behind me. <laughs> he walked up to the side of you, and I was just like, what is going to happen here? And then he surprises me and starts dancing, like, full-blown arms in the air, swaying, like, super into dancing and it just like melted my whole heart and then he goes down to this dance floor that I hadn't noticed before but as Maggie pointed out early in the episode definitely existed and managed to convince like half the audience (laughs) to come dance with him and it was just like the most I don't know just energetic but still like affectionate like but they were just so cute and like there was this older couple who had like full blown started like ballroom dancing in the middle and I, was, I saw that. If I could be that happy. <laughs> I don't think I could dance that well and I'm not even 20 years old. I do not have that much energy <laughs> in my body. I do not have the flexibility to make that work. Oh, no. It was just this older gentleman who had the most infectious energy. And it was so sweet and it like perfectly said, infectious. Like he got everybody around him to want to dance and be a part of it. And I know a big part of that was obviously the ragbirds and their sound and that energy that they gave off. But then he just took it and ran away with it. And by the end of the show, the whole audience was feeding off of it. And it was just so heartwarming to see this group of people like watching out for each other, not being overly obnoxious, but still very much dancing and in the moment. And like, I don't know, it was just infectious. It was hard not to get up and dance. Yeah. And what was really nice, too, as I noticed, is that the crowd was mixed. Quite oh, very. Like, there were people our age, there were people, like, our parents' age, like, middle-aged, and then there were, like, older people so, in the crowd. Yeah. And everybody had that same, like, just joyful Yeah, it wasn't just energy. one group of those people. It was every single person, or every single group spread out. Yeah. It was crazy. And it was just so much fun, and so much of that came from the music and the way the musicians were dancing around on stage or bobbing <laughs> their heads or really just getting into the music and connecting with the audience. And I think that was so, so valuable. I think it was one of the best first concerts back since the pandemic that I could have had. Like, it was just the right amount of, like, spaced out and separated. I felt safe and comfortable, but still very much in the moment. I totally agree with that. It's just in, like... I know. (laughs) I'm still geeked. I cannot wait for the next one. This week in music. Okay, so you know how we talked about Dolly Parton last week? Her collaboration with Kelly Clarkson with 9 to 5 in the documentary? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, did you see what she did this week? I might have, but what are you specifically referring to? Okay, so you know Dollywood down in Tennessee, her theme park? Yeah, I was supposed to go there on a family trip, but... It's really cool, actually, but... She's paying the tuition, books, and fees for all of her employees, part-time and full-time, who are pursuing a higher education. Can I apply? Like, right now? (laughs) I could use some help with that. 
I heard that. But yep, it was trending on Twitter this week. And if you checked Goodable's Twitter account, sure enough, she's paying all of those tuition and fees. In less happy news, funk singer Betty Davis passed away at age 77 this week. If you don't know who Betty Davis is, you might know her husband, Miles Davis, who was a jazz and blues musician. But she was a fantastic musician in her own right, although she did stop producing her music many years ago. However, in a Billboard article that announced her death, they did mention that she has had songs that were never released before released, and later this year they're actually re-releasing her personal favorite album. So watch out for that if you're a fan of Betty Davis or if you just want something new to listen to. Now, not all news has been bad news this week, as we did hear with the Dolly Parton news, but Oscar nominations went up this week. Will you be watching the Oscars this year? Possibly. They are on March 27th. I'm pretty sure I'm free that day. But you might be asking, what does this have to do with music? (laughs) Because the Oscars is for the movies. But there are a few nominations this year that do have things to do with music. Actually, we've talked about some of them in our previous episode. But we are super excited to hear all of those nominations. So... Andrew Garfield got a Best Actor nomination for Tick, Tick, Boom. That's no surprise. He's fantastic. In the Best Song category, No Time to Die with Billie Eilish and Phineas, Dos Oruguitas from Encanto by Lena manuel Miranda, Somehow You Do by Diane Warren from Four Good Days, Be Alive from King Richard by Beyonce and Dixon, and Down to Joy by Van Morrison. That's a fantastic lineup for music. That's true. And really... A lot of the songs from Encanto could have gone up, I feel like. <laughs> yes. But Dos Oruguitas is really a, just a beautiful song and a great closer to the movie, so I'm very happy. And I'm not going to lie, particular I'm up. still a Billie Eilish fangirl. Like, her song No Way to Die was so beautiful. I loved the combo of, like, her and her brother's ability. I don't know, it's hard to explain, but the two of them together are just fantastic. Right. So, speaking of Encanto, it was nominated for Best Animated Feature. Of course. And for Best Original Soundtrack, along with Don't Look Up, Dune, The Power of Dog, and Parallel Mothers. Yes! Oh my gosh! That's a big achievement. Tick, Tick, Boom is also up for the Best Editing nomination, which, to be fair, the editing was really good. It's, like, flawless. Which doesn't have a whole ton to do with, like, the musical component, but because it is a movie musical, we thought we'd include it anyways. (laughs) Finally, West Side Story is up for three nominations. Best Supporting Actress, Ariana DeBose. Best Director, Steven Spielberg. And Best Cinematography. Yes! So we are very excited for all of those musical-related Oscar nominations this week. And I'm sure we will be back announcing if any of them won or who won in the categories where they're all music-related after the Oscars. Yeah, I'm dying to know. (laughs) And that's been This Week in Music. The Musical Mitten started as a radio show through WOCR 89.1 The One, Olivet College Radio, as Maggie, that's me, and Bree, that's me, went on a road trip full of music all through the Great Lakes State. Let us know who you want to hear next on the survey linked at the bottom of our website, themusicalmitten.wixsite.com slash themusicalmi. But let's talk about that stage presence. Yes! The entire band had something going on. Like, the their energy was just chef's kiss. But... Aaron Sindel, 
Holy cow! I was just gonna say her like amount of energy and how she was not even a little out of breath after all that. Like didn't miss a note, didn't start heavy breathing, no, just like full flown all over the whole stage and doesn't miss a single beat. I'm so impressed. No, and so her dress was stunning. <laughs> her, her dress was stunning. But like one thing that we did note when we talked about them before was that she does she had or has really like a particular costume that she wears on stage. Yeah. And I don't think it was really costumey at all. Yeah, I didn't notice that it was like a costume. I just thought it was a really nice dress. It was really like very pretty, very flowy, and it really just went along with her energy and she was able to move and say, I think it, be a part of everything. That's a really big key point that I like that you brought up is the dress and the way it moved while she was moving matched her so well that it just amplified that energy and like emotion. Yes. And uh, it was so pretty. Yeah. The thing and, with the scarf, she had it around her shoulders and yeah. then like sets it on the microphone stand and he's, yeah. Just gorgeous. <laughs> and again, she's like bouncing around the whole stage. She's up in front. She's playing piano. She's playing fiddle. I have so much respect for people who can play fiddle, by the way. Yes. And then I love the fiddle offs between like the fiddle and the guitar or the bass guitar. Like her little, like their attitudes back and forth. Basically, they would have like solos back and forth and they would just make the like most fake intimidating faces at each other and it was just adorable especially knowing that the guitarist was her brother yeah so tj zindel is another one of the band members uh they are siblings and they have had separate music careers but they have been playing together for a few years now and you can tell that they are siblings oh absolutely that rivalry like the looks they give each other the playful jabs like it's Cliche siblinghoodness. Yes. Wow. But I thought it was really awesome that she, because it is technically like her. But I love that they incorporated so much of his guitar stuff. Like he had really good solos that I think one of the last songs they played was entirely like something he had written and then they worked together on to make for like the whole band. Yeah. And I just like that they were able to collaborate like that and adapt two different yeah. styles and make it like the band style and not just like one way or the other. Yeah. And he he did have his own solo career. He still has a solo career, and I believe he's releasing a new album soon. But like they mentioned, yeah, we're going to play one of his songs. It's not necessarily the band's songs, Aaron Zendel and the Ragbirds, because like you said, they were originally the Ragbirds, they rebranded. Yeah. And it does kind of seem like her band now, even though really... There's no face, but yeah. Like... Yeah, it's equal parts between all of them. And they played his music, they acknowledged. He wrote... Just the instrumental for this one song. Yeah, that's what And it then they put lyrics to it together for, as a tribute to their older brother who passed away. Oh, it broke my heart, guys. Oh, it was so sweet. Such oh. a beautiful song. It was, it was beautiful, but they're really just, they nod to each other's talent so well, and then they just play off of each other. That's what I was going to say. The way they play off of one another, it's a compliment like to the other and not like a battle between them for real, even yeah. though they act like they're battling on stage. Yeah. And again, because this band is like split up pretty equally in terms of talent, it's not one person who sings. It's not one person who oh, yeah, plays guitar. I was really shocked to hear him sing when he did like Towards the Middle, I think. He is the like, I wouldn't want to say he's surprisingly good, but, like, I wasn't expecting it because I had no idea that he sang. And I, then to find out was just, like, ah. See, here's the thing is I did know. You did? Oh. I'm a slacker, guys. I 
kind of forgot about this, actually, until we got there. Okay, that makes me feel a little better. But I did look into his solo stuff a little bit, and I'd heard it. But for some reason, I'd completely forgotten what his voice sounded like. And, like, I was floored. Gorgeous. I loved it. The only, like, set of words that I could use to explain that, like, ugh, feeling that I can't show the audience that I'm feeling. (laughs) They don't see my face. Yeah, if there's, like, a weird gap of silence where I'm, like, I have just said, like, that I'm very excited about something, it's because I'm gesturing doing the movements. <laughs> very much gesturing and making faces. <laughs> and then if you hear Brie laugh, that's why. Because I look funny. <laughs> Sometimes the words just fail. <laughs> and if you've met Maggie in person, you know exactly what gesturing I'm referring to. <laughs> No, it was so exciting to hear them sing together. It was so exciting to hear them play together. And then, of course, Lauren Kranz on drums and Sharon Wade on bass guitar. Uh, just providing, like, that really strong foundation for the band. Like, I was going to say, it was very evident that they all played a very crucial role and that they were all very, very talented with what they did. Like, there yeah. was no weak link of the band. Like, they were just all phenomenal. Honestly, I don't think I've ever seen a band quite play off of each other that well before, and honestly, it was just so refreshing to see. It was definitely an amazing experience, especially being my first concert back. Unforgettable. Yeah, and even their opener, August, was amazing. August, for our audience, August is another Michigan band, a bit smaller. We have not gotten to know them very well just yet, but we're really hoping to in the future because they were... Great. They also had amazing energy, amazing musicians, but they're, they're just really a great band. Yeah, their sound met the expectations. Like, I was a little nervous at first to see who would, like, come up before the Ragbirds and, like, Mm -hmm. see how they would handle it, and they were just really impressive. Yeah, and I think that was in part due to the Michigan Music Alliance. So, I didn't know this was a thing before over the weekend, and... I was very, very excited to meet the Michigan Music Alliance at the concert because they do, I'd say, a pretty similar thing to what we do. Yeah. Because, like, they they try and promote Michigan artists, especially up-and-coming Michigan artists, and we are, we are very excited to hopefully be working with them very soon because we absolutely love what they stand for, we love the artists that they support, and we just absolutely love Michigan music. So I think that's about all of the time that we have for this week. So we are going to get going, but we are very, very excited to see more concerts. Hopefully this year, we're very excited about all the artists that we're seeing. We are hoping to do a few more throwbacks. And as always, we will catch you next week. You know what we haven't covered a lot of? Hmm. Country. Oh, we should do that. This has been The Musical Mitten, where we bring you all things music from Michigan. Check out our Spotify, The Musical Mitten, with playlists for you to listen to in addition to the show, as well as our Instagram and Twitter at The Musical MI. All of our past episodes, radio show, and podcast are on our website at themusicalmitten.wixsite.com slash themusicalmi. Again, that's T-H-E-M-U-S-I-C-A-L-M-I-T-T-E-N dot W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com slash t-h-e-m-u-s-i-c-a-l-m-i look for updates and announcements from us in all of those places or keep listening in for weekly episodes catch you later